Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And my name is Mr. Oz. In this episode, we will be reviewing Gold and discussing spoilers for Split, as well as having our TV recap. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Ozzy, how are you doing? I am doing, you know, tired, man, because I had a crazy night last night, and then I had to be up, and then I have to be—I have to go straight to work from here, basically. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be crazy, but we're gonna make it work. Yeah, we're make it work. we'll figure it out. It, it, you know what? We're going through a little bit of a transition again with our kind of audio setup, but um. It'll be all right. We're we're working through it, and we'll work out the kinks as we go along. So I apologize if there's any weird things happening with that. But we are going to be having some guests on this episode. We will get to them a little bit later. Well, well, we'll get to our second guest a little bit later. Let's introduce our first guest now. Now, we, we do, if you didn't notice from our last episode, we are having intro music for members of the Screenfellows team who are on the podcast. But... Miles' intro music is not done yet, so Miles, I'm sorry we don't have your music ready, but it is what it is. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm just really stoked to talk about gold. <laughs> Very excited. Really? Really? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm yeah. interested to see what your thoughts are. <laughs> I think there might be some sarcasm in there, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> Um, as we get into gold, but we will be having Enrique on the podcast a little bit later after our gold review because we all have some um, pretty strong opinions on Split that we would definitely want to work yes. through, um, but we'll get there. All right, but let's start with gold. Um, Ozzy, I have literally no idea what you thought of this movie other than your comment right five seconds ago. So what did you think of gold? Oh, uh, boy. Um... <laughs> It feels like a better by like fifteen percent January movie. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean it's not horrific, <laughs> but it's also not like the greatest film of all time. So those are my general thoughts. <laughs> um I man, I don't know. This movie kind of amazes me in the way that like it felt really long. But at the same it time, really I feel like it was edited to pieces and destroyed yes. in the editing room. Um, Miles, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I feel like, do you know the people that came in and saw The Last Airbender but yeah. had no idea what the animation was? Yeah. I feel like us watching Gold, because we have no idea what the history of the movie was or the history of the true story was, mm-hmm. I feel like this we're having the same experience that they had because... I just feel like there was so much there, mm-hmm. but the movie was so boring. Oh, like man. everything yeah. about the direction and the editing was a complete misstep. Like I'm sure the script was good because he got Matthew McConaughey to do it, but oh man, yeah, wasn't a fan. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, as hard as it may be for some of us, let's start with the positives. Um, I will go, I guess I'll start 
I would say the performances. I I do think that there were decent performances throughout the movie. Yeah. Um, McConaughey definitely was gunning for an Oscar with his like weight gain thing. Um, obviously, it did not work out, but um, it's I, I don't know. I thought he was fine in the role. It wasn't like his best work or anything. Um, it made me want to go back and watch True Detective season one to remind me how amazing McConaughey is, but um, and how quality of the things he's been in recently the reconnaissance is real but this is not part of the reconnaissance at all um so yeah i thought the performances were good and i am on record on this podcast saying that bryce dallas howard is a discount jessica chastain and while i do still kind of think that um she actually surprised me in this movie i thought she was pretty good um so you should see here and and uh and what's that what's that freaking um show i was talking about I think it's like black something. It's like Black Mirror, yeah. Oh, okay. um, see her in an episode of that. I mean, like again, it's like an anthology series, but she actually does pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, then, what about you, Ozzy? You got any positives? Same thing, man. I think the performances in the movie were were pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's not Matthew McConaughey's best work, but he's still, you know, still a pretty good performance by him. Um, and I think. I think there was an interesting premise. Yes. Mm-hmm. There. I will say that there was an interesting premise there. Um again, was it executed to the to its best ability? Absolutely it was not. not. Um <laughs> so um but it was they had a story. They mm-hmm. had an interesting story. Mm-hmm. So I'll work with that. What about you, Miles? Um, yeah, I mean, there was no bad performance in the mm-hmm. movie. That being said, all the actors who gave it, they all had not much mm-hmm. from what I saw to work with. Yeah. That being said, there were some cool shots okay. here and there. Yeah. Uh, the gold was fun to look at. <laughs> uh, You're really stretching here. <laughs> let's see. The jungle scenes were c- culturally interesting. Uh, my oh, grandparents... Man might enjoy it <laughs> that's um, all i can think of to be to, honest to go off your point um ozzy this is very similar to how i felt about live by night mm-hmm. um i th- feel like there was a good story in there somewhere and they just couldn't kind of reach it and it was just out of reach um and i definitely feel like that that's definitely kind of what sums up my thoughts on this movie other than i would also say that there's nothing really overtly bad about this movie like nothing of you're not going to go in this and go that was just atrocious i hated every second like there's it's definitely not good it does a lot of things that just miss but i don't think there's anything offensively bad in it you know right there's no like moment where like the actor is crazily overacting yeah. like in a star wars prequel or something like that <laughs> okay. like it's true uh but there is nothing at the same time. Sometimes there's a really awful movie that has a redeemable awful thing mm-hmm. or a good moment in it. Mm-hmm. But this movie is consistently below subpar. Yeah. In a, yeah, I don't know. I, I didn't like the third act for what it's worth more than the rest of the movie. Uh, I thought they kind of actually touched on some plot lines that I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot that this was a thing. Or you didn't tell me this was a thing about 30 minutes in, until about 30 minutes into the movie. So There are some interesting things yeah. that they in- introduced in the third act, yeah. for sure. Um, Ozzy, do you have anything else? Uh, this is, those are all my positives. I got nothing else positive. <laughs> all right, so let's move into our negatives. Um, Ozzy, let's start with you. What do you got? Um, Boy. 
I'm going to start with the editing with this movie. The editing with yes. this movie was atrocious for me. I could not. I, I got to know I did everything when it when it was switching scenes. Um, and then I'm going to say that the movie tries to pull a Shyamalan with its twists, and it just does not work. <laughs> there, it does yeah. not work. Um, hmm, that's interesting. I don't which know, I know we're gonna get into a I know we're gonna get into a topic about his twist and split, um, but these these just do not work for me. Um, they made if they didn't use these twists, I feel like I I would have been the movie would have been better. You're talking about in the last act, like the turn yes. that it takes. Okay, yes. see that's interesting because for me I was like, okay, now the story is actually interesting. Like yeah, I, I semi cared about it at that point. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I. To me, the fundamental problem with this movie is the protagonist is completely unlikable, and I just did not care about him at all. Um, I got the main character. Yes, yeah. I got about thirty minutes into the movie until they finally like made an effort for me to care about the character, and I was like, "Well, it's too late now. Like we're thirty minutes in. I'm bored out of my mind, and now you're trying to get me to care about him." Um, so I think that's the biggest problem. That's what adds to the fact that it's just. A, a way we could summarize this movie is say it's boring, you know? Um, Miles, what about you? Yeah, I think that we were talking about that after and mm-hmm. not mentioning, you know, the Drake and Josh moment in the beginning, <laughs> in the middle of the movie with the editing and the weird stuff they did with helicopters yeah. and people having intimate encounters. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, with that, I think the reason why the movie felt so long is because you cared so little about the characters. Mm-hmm. There was no character, like I was saying to Carlos after we saw the movie, if a helicopter came in and the blades cut off the heads of all like the main characters, I wouldn't have had any emotional reaction at all. Literally, I'd just be happy that I could leave the theater and look at my phone. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I'd say the character that I really cared for was Ed is um Edgar Ramirez's character. Really? Um yeah, because there's a scene in there and this is where the twist really messes it up for me. There's a scene in there where um they're kind of they're kind of challenging uh Kenny Wells mm-hmm. which is played by uh Matthew McConaughey and and um Edgar Ramirez who plays Michael Costa goes hey man like he he spent his money on me you know he supported me i was at a really low point in my life and this crazy guy supported me so i'm going to have his back you know mm-hmm. we were out there uh, he almost died, and we're out there digging. You know, he spent his last dime on me, and we we're doing that. And I think that was—I thought that was probably the best scene in there, because for me, you know, everybody calls my friend. Uh, we've had a guest, Rob, on the show. Yeah, everybody calls him. Everybody called him crazy, but but at the same time, this guy's had my back more than a lot of other people have. So I thought that was a really good scene there for mm-hmm. his character. Um, but again, the whole the the twist there at the end just ruined it for me um so i completely negated that whole scene you know what i'm saying yeah i can get that if if you were really Um, related to that character in that situation then i completely understand why especially you hated the twist so much or the turn i I don't even want to call it a twist it's just like really a plot turn i don't know but yeah um and then i i completely agree with with you on matthew mcconaughey's character um you don't care for him you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's kind of he's kind of just like this drunk, and you don't understand how he's getting all this money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, uh, he's just unlikable. It's hard. I don't know. And it's yeah, not it's, Matthew it was, McConaughey's fault. No, it's not at all. 
It's just the it's way just the, the way character it, is written. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the way it was written. Um, and there are just some scenes that just with his character, I was just like, what are you doing? And yeah. it was just weird. <laughs> <laughs> there's, I think there's a lot of things that happen in this movie that are just un- unearned. And that was my problem, actually, with that scene that you're talking about with um, Edgar Ramirez. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah I think his, so, yeah. His character, um, when he's talking about his relationship with Matthew McConaughey's character... I just felt like that was really unearned. I did not feel that relationship yeah. at all. And then he starts talking about it. And I'm just like, I don't care. And then there's also um, the the relationship with his wife, played by Bryce Dallas Howard. Although, although I really like the performance, I don't think it was written well. There were a lot of things that happened where I'm just like, this comes out of nowhere. Yeah. So, I don't know. I will say, I know we're talking about negatives. I thought of a new positive. Okay. Bryce Dallas Howard, she had the best scenes in the movie. I think there were scenes where she had to go through some emotional things. Mm -hmm. And I think the way she performed it, and even the editing in those scenes was not nearly as jarring as it was everywhere else. And I thought there were promise in those moments. Mm -hmm. All right. Do we have anything else or do we want to rate this movie and move on? Um, we can write it, man. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I I'll start. I guess I'm at a three point nine. I think this is a bad movie. I don't think it's like horrible, but it's a bad movie. So, um, Miles, let's go to you. What about you? I'll shake it up a little bit and go higher than you. Okay. I'll give it a three point nine five out of ten, just to be different. What? <laughs> I don't disagree that right. much with you though on oh, this one. Have you ever had that? Before? No, we've never had a second decimal place. <laughs> I think I gave a second decimal <laughs> oh, place when I was on another time. I don't oh, remember what it was. It might have been Rogue One or La La Land. I don't know, one of those. Um, or maybe it was. I can't. Maybe remember. it was Storks. 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 <laughs> 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 um, all right, Ozzy. What about you? God, um, <laughs> just trying to think about this. Um, I'm at like a three point five. Okay, <laughs> all right. Um, so that is our review of another January classic. Don't see it. Gold. Um, yes. Yeah, you know so what? Actually, you know what? Lower it. Lower it to a three because I'm actually looking at like the historical facts. I'm just like, what? The? Three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> fair all right fair enough so now we are going to first of all before we get into spoilers so no no spoiler warning yet um let's introduce our second guest um enrique but before we introduce him let's get to ladies and gentlemen coming to the show right now is our one and only video production assistant enrique All right, so, Enrique, what do you think of your intro music? It's something. <laughs> You're a fan, right? Yeah, it's great. Ozzy, you have, is that the first time you've heard his intro music? Yeah, I was just like, I mean, I was playing Enrique to just like have this, like, he's like, oh, what's up, guys? Like, he's like, hi, everyone. <laughs> he is the John Cena of the show. <laughs> Yes, so we will be slowly rolling rolling out these intro um, songs as we go along, and we have more um, guests from the podcast on. Um, be expecting Bob's sometime soon, hopefully. Oh boy! So um, 
Yeah, so we're going to get into Split, and we're going to talk about it um, pretty in-depth. So if you've not seen Split, might as well either check out the podcast or skip ahead to the TV recap, because we'll be getting to some TV um, kind of talk down at the end of the show. So definitely check that out. But, so this is your official spoiler warning. If you have not seen Split, go away, or fast forward. Okay, now let's get into it, guys. Um, first of all, let's talk about... All right, let's let's talk about our overall thoughts on the movie first of all, um, and then we'll get into the main area of contention um, because I know that's what we all want to talk about. But first, let's talk about our overall thoughts on the movie. So Enrique, Ozzy and I have already said ours because we reviewed it. So let's go to Enrique and Miles. Enrique, what were your thoughts on Split? I think we can all agree that McAvoy was fantastic in the movie. Just like his acting was great, and I feel like overall the movie. It was pretty good. It could have been better in the main area of debate, which was the ending and the twist, but we'll get into that later. Um, otherwise, I think the directing was really good. The acting, for the most part, from the other cast was pretty good. I had some issues with the flashbacks, yes, but same. yeah. All right. It, overall, it was pretty good. Okay, Miles, what about you? Yeah, I mean, talk about a director who has seen the highest of praise with like, The Sixth Sense mm-hmm. and literally the bottom, like The mm-hmm. Last Airbender is probably in contention for the two or three worst movies of all time. But to see him come back with Split, which to me I think is a genuinely great horror movie, I'd mm-hmm. call it that. The way it was directed, uh, the way it was cut, just showed so much craft craftsmanship, mm-hmm. is that the word to say, from a director yes. that you don't really see in horror movies, even in good ones. You don't see him as well directed as this mm-hmm. in terms of just how it was made. I thought, yeah, McAvoy was great. There were some weak elements with the whole flashback scenes, but I think overall it was a very effective movie. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you there. Um, And I agree with both of you on the flashbacks. That was definitely the weakest element of the movie. Again, I don't mind what it added to the character itself, but I don't think that it was... It flowed very well. I don't think it was horrible. It just wasn't yeah. up to speed with everything else. Um, but going into McAvoy a little bit, the second time we, uh, Miles and I saw this the second time mm-hmm. actually, and the second time I was even more impressed with his performance. He is absolutely brilliant in this movie. And if it didn't come out in January, it probably wouldn't. He he'd be in contention for an Oscar. Honestly, he is that I good. Think, honestly, I think he'd be definitely. It'd be a really close rivalry between him and. Um, and uh, Affleck? Casey Affleck for her. yeah, wow, fair, yeah. Because I mean, they I mean, he was just so good. I know, so good, especially him playing like eight different people. Definitely mm-hmm. would be in very close contention with uh, Casey Affleck. I yeah. mean, I wouldn't mind at this point. Like, I wouldn't mind if he had gotten it for this year. Honestly, yeah. Um, that's just my opinion. That may be like a bold statement, but I'm just being honest. And you know, I love Manchester by the Sea. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but uh. <laughs> Um, but again, uh, those two, the, like they're saying, I, I read, I read an article the other day that it's like a, it's between him and Gosling and I'm just like, what? No. Yeah. So I think it would be definitely between him and McAvoy. Yeah. And the thing that's really impressive, especially the second time for me when I watched it with, um, with McAvoy was he literally for like half the movie is playing a character who is pretending to be another character. Pretending to be playing another character. Yes, yeah. exactly. 
Um, it's just so fascinating the way he was able to do that and layer his performance. Like you can see, like the second time we watched it, I don't know about you, but I was like, you can see throughout the entire time that it's not really Barry. Like yeah. <laughs> it's somebody pretending to be Barry. It's, um, it's like the total opposite of, I don't want to like ruffle any feathers right here, but I feel like people have said that Jared Leto's Joker kind of has stepped on method acting, mm-hmm. but I feel like what James McAvoy did here is something that I haven't seen in a very long time in yeah. terms of a performance based stuff like nuance and just class. Like it's so well done just the way he does it and plays so many different people, but convinces you with everyone. There's like nothing distracting about it. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. So all right, let's talk about, first of all, let's freely be able to say this since we're talking about spoilers, we can freely say this is basically an unbreakable sequel. Bruce Willis is in it. Yeah. Bruce Willis is at the end. And, um, now we can actually talk about that. And oh my gosh. Um, see, I was the only one in the, in our group of people who went to go see the movie that had seen Unbreakable at that point. So I lost my mind and you guys were all like, what are you doing? (laughs) Well, I was familiar with Unbreakable, but it took me like 30 seconds to realize what was happening Mm -hmm. because there was like that disbelief of like, wait, really? And then, yeah. Okay, so now you guys all at this point, because I was like, you need to see Unbreakable, have seen Unbreakable, correct? Yes. Yes. So let's start there and then we'll get into Split and the twist that happens there. So Unbreakable, overall thoughts, Enrique? Really enjoyed it. It It's a great movie. Okay. I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I thought Unbreakable was a really good movie, a really, I I took your, I took your, uh, I took your opinion, Carlos, and you told me to look at it from a superhero origin story, and I Mm -hmm. really did. I thought the, definitely thought Bruce Willis did a fantastic job, and that whole scene where his son, uh, this is going to be also like a spoiler from Unbreakable. Okay, (laughs) go for it. Yeah, spoiler from Unbreakable. Um, I really enjoyed that scene where his son picks up the gun and like points it at Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very powerful scene as well. Um, and I really like the chemistry that he has with his like with his family and also with uh, Mr. Glass, who was played by Samuel Jackson. Oh, great villain. I think that's yeah, that was a very really great villain. And also, I really liked the twist in that movie mm-hmm. um, with his with Mr. Glass's character. I thought that was fantastic. Because you finally see, um, you know, you finally see Bruce Willis's character really start to trust him, and really want to, uh, you know, uh, he, you know, he wanted Mister Glass to sort of teach him more, just to find out this whole entire time that he's caused all these accidents. I thought that was a great twist. Um, I thought the story was just really well, well mm-hmm. written. Um, it's interesting that you say that you really like tried to look at it like a superhero origin because I think that's the key because Enrique, me and Enrique were arguing about this over text earlier. Oh yeah. Um, and the thing is when Unbreakable originally came out, people did not know it was a superhero origin movie. And they, a lot of people came out of that movie and did not like it because they were like, what the frick did I just watch? It was really slow and boring and I don't know what's going on. And now it like 16 years later, it's considered one of the best superhero movies by a lot of people. There's a lot of lists you'll find Unbreakable on their top 10 superhero movies. Um, because now people know, okay, this is what this movie is. This is how we need to view it. 
Um, and I think, honestly, the same thing might happen with Split. But that's we'll get into that discussion. Miles, what were your thoughts on Breakable? Yeah, I think, I mean, I can't really add anything to what you guys said. Everything you guys said I agree with. I thought it was a great movie, but it was such a raw movie. Mm-hmm. Like, everything that Bruce Willis had to go to, was, I mean, it was a superhero movie, but it was about family mm-hmm. and midlife crisis and not realizing your full potential and i thought with all that being said it was amazingly directed it was so well done but bruce willis this is a such a great performance from Mm him Uh, all the nuance he had to bring all that he had to just bring to that role all the sadness that he wore on his face all the time uh but in such a good way uh yeah, I thought it was a great movie, but it's, it wasn't easy to watch for me because it was super true and sad. Wow, definitely. All right, so, whew, all right, let's get into this twist. Now, I want to get to the foundation of the issue here. I, I want to know what is your, because me and Miles are definitely on the pro split and the twist side of things. You are on the against it side, right? Yes. yes. So, okay, I, I really want to get to the, what is your main issue. Is it the fact that it takes the supernatural turn, this the kind of sci-fi-y turn, or is it literally just the last five minutes, five seconds, or fifteen it's seconds? The last, it's the last five, fifteen seconds for me personally. The thing is, and Miles, I don't know, I don't know if you thought about doing like a film like this. Um, I have where I where like I I promote it a certain way and then it leaves that twist where it depends on on my on the viewers on my audience seeing a former film of mine. The problem with this is that I'm depending on my audience to have seen my film. Okay? I'm marketing my movie as a solo movie at its as its own independent movie, okay? Not being a sequel to anything else just being that just being its own entity and and like that's it the the problem with uh doing that is i don't know how many i don't know how many of my audience have seen that movie you know what i'm saying a lot of the people in my in my theater including myself were like what like what i don't i don't get it like what's they were confused, and it really brought the movie. I could see in their faces, it really brought down the movie for them. The last and fifteen I, seconds brought down the movie. Yeah, because I it agree ends with that a because bit. it ends because it ends with that twist of it being an unbreakable sequel, um, and it that's what it's left with. That's the that's the ending scene, and that's the problem with the movie. You're depending on us to have seen Unbreakable first to be like, oh my gosh, what? And I think that's a problem. Um, you should not like it, it. It's marketed a specific way um, for for it to be that twist, and I don't think it works. Um, I don't think it. I don't think it should have done it. And if you're gonna do it, then you have to do like do a different twist or something. Because for me, even though I've seen Unbreakable, and even do and even though I think it's really cool, I do think that it holds the movie down. For other people who have just not seen the movie, I have a friend of mine who wants to see the movie split because he's like, Ozzy looks really good. I'm just like, it's good, but you're not going to like the ending. Um, and I can't say that, though, because the twist. Okay. Enrique, was it more the sci-fi turn or was it literally the last 15 seconds for you? It was a mix of both for me. It was like more of like a combination of both brought the whole movie down for me because the whole entire movie... I know we fought over this about in text, but the entire movie, they're leading up, they're explaining everything with science. Like, they're just like, no. science this. The lady is, tr- 
Yes, the lady is trying to justify this this with with scientific theory. And then all of a sudden, we keep getting hinted at this beast thing, and that's I understand that and I accept that. But then all of a sudden she stabs him and the knife breaks. And I'm like, is he Superman now? Like, that came out of nowhere for me, personally. And then, yeah. All right, I'm going to address these issues, um, and Miles is going to be here as well to help me here. First of all, um, this is a comparison I made with um, Enrique on text um, when he was talking about the last 15 seconds and how he was kind of saying what you're saying, Ozzy. And this is what I would compare it to. Think about what, which movie came out first. Was it um, Incredible Hulk or Iron Man? Uh, Iron, Iron Man. Man. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and we had... Yeah, so then it was Iron Man that the general came in. Okay, so think about the post credit scene in Iron Man. Now, you see Iron Man. The entire movie happens. It's a great movie, right? Uh, or is it Incredible Hulk? You see Incredible Hulk. The entire movie happens. Great movie. And then at the end, you have that post credit scene that kind of connects it with Iron Man, right? And it's great. post credit scene. Yes, it's post credits, but it's basically just like split the last 15 seconds. And actually, it was post title card. So you could say it's the same thing. Um, but anyway, that happens. And all it does, literally, it's just an Easter egg for people who have seen Iron Man to be able to say this is in the same universe. Oh, my gosh. Yes, it is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know as a society and everybody knows this. And the only people who don't know this are comic book readers. And even then, people would still know this because Tony, if you look at Robert Downey Jr., everybody's going to say Iron Man. Well, yeah, but think about, put yourself, wait, hold on, hold on. Give me a second, give me a second. And on top of that, it is, it's basically known that Marvel, that that's a universe. That Marvel and Hulk are the same universe. Not at the time. Not at that time. No, not at all. Put yourself in your shoes at that point. But listen to me, even you're not listening even, to me. <laughs> comics, though, bro, like everybody knows that Iron Man okay, but, and Hulk are gonna be like are in a shared. But again, universe. you are looking but, at this, and even, and even then, that's a post credit scene. That's but, okay. a post credit scene. That's not that's not the last scene. That All right, moved. you're not listening to what I'm saying. Calm down. So, <laughs> literally, I just said, if you were listening, I just said it's kind of is a post credit scene because it takes place after the title card. So, yes, you can say we can play semantics and say it's not whatever. It's very comparable. You can play the semantics game if you want, but it's comparable. Now, again, this is where I'm. This is where I will defend this point. You're not. You are completely looking at it from a bit a right now point of view. Put yourself in your shoes back then, or in a random moviegoer's shoes back when that movie came out. Number one, Robert Downey Jr. was not as nearly as famous as he was um, as he is now. Okay, and he is not—he was not known as Iron. Like you show somebody Robert Downey Jr., and the majority of people at that point would have said Robert Downey Jr., not Tony Stark. And it was just Robert Downey Jr. It wasn't like he was in like a Iron Man costume. Okay, so. Um, at that point, for a lot of people, they would have been like, wait, who, who is that? Like, Iron Man was not, like, the most popular movie, like, of all time, right? It wasn't, like, the super... It did make a lot of money, but, I mean, Unbreakable made money when it came out, too. So, I think this is a very apt comparison. Miles, what do you think? 
I think a lot of things right now. <laughs> uh, I will like to point out, though, when M. Night Shyamalan was originally screening this movie to test audiences, he actually left out the reveal at the end, mm-hmm. which is what I think he would call it. Yeah. Uh, and people responded to the movie just fine without them revealing that. Mm-hmm. So on that side, and on top of that appearing after the title... I would call that summer in between the end credit scene. And exactly. it's sort of a reveal. It's like, I'd call it more of an Easter egg, if anything. But I think a really big point of contention for me here is when Enrique says that the doctor lady or the psychiatrist, I don't even know what her name was, remember her name. Mm-hmm. But when the way they set up the reveal at the end. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage you guys both to go back and rewatch it. Yes. But I can count probably about five, six, seven, eight times yes. where she is having conversations saying that these people that have these split personality disorders have this special ability. Mm-hmm. They have this ability, no science to explain it, that they can change their body chemistry with their thoughts. That yeah, doesn't exist in okay. real life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't like. Yeah, like that was that was sci-fi going all around, and he exactly. was saying like the whole entire time, like, uh, he was explaining like the beast, and he was saying that like a uh, like he, like the beast, like nothing can penetrate his yeah. skin. Yeah. So I like I already knew it was gonna be sort of like sci-fi-ish. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Um. So I don't understand from that perspective, Enrique, because gotcha. he's explaining it. You know. Yeah, Enrique, um, and she's, kind of and go was, into what was, you're talking about. It was sort of like a next step uh, evolution, what she was saying. I disagree with that. I think when she, when she was talking about body chemistry, like I just pictured him like maybe like mentally like some mental blocks going through. But I didn't I didn't understand the sci-fi point of it. I never got right. that from that. I got body chemistry like maybe he like fix, fixes his posture more and he flexes more. That sounds stronger, like a you problem. Or, yeah, but because one of his stabs him and the knife breaks. I'm like, so we're in sci-fi. Yeah, but how, yeah, but that was that was uh, that was mentioned in the movie. Exactly. Though. Yeah, like, but she, she wasn't where... going to that extreme though. She yes, was just she saying, was. Like, she he had she diabetes like... and one personality and one personality did not have diabetes. They that, found the cure for cancer. <laughs> I, under, I understand that, but like, still, like, she never mentioned like being knife-proof or walking on the he ceiling. Does. That's no, like he does. Yeah, but he he's does. crazy. He has a mental disorder. <laughs> oh. what he's saying. Enrique offending <laughs> mental <laughs> disability <laughs> people. <laughs> 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 let me tell you well, when, At the point when you abduct people, I think you're classified as crazy. <laughs> I don't think any of us are debating that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to say this, man. The guy had a plan... And he executed that plan brilliantly, and that's what he wanted to do. So I wanted to call him crazy. I mean, I call him crazy for doing insane. it. I'd be like, "Yo," but like, I mean, he's smart at the same time because he did what he he did what he set out to do. Enrique, I I literally wrote down four specific instances where it it points to the fact that it's going to make this turn. So first of all, this one's my weakest point. I will fully admit this is my weakest point. When he is able to well in one instance he is able to not overpower these two girls holding back the door and then in a split second this i fully admit this is my weakest point because you can reach and explain this in a split second he is able to easily and if you rewatch it he is easily overpowering them like not putting any effort at all and that's that's kind of super strengthy just saying all right and then my second point there is a conversation that he that the doctor is having with another psychiatrist where they, where the other person literally says to them, or literally says to her, you treat your patients like they have supernatural abilities. 
They literally say that. Um, and then their her Skype conference press conference thing, the the thing where she was teaching a class um, over Skype. Listen to that thing. She is basically telling you this is going to take a sci-fi turn. The entire press conference. There were the entire yeah, man, I mean, it, teaching. There were yeah, there were hints throughout the whole entire movie. Exactly. I, um, and and like honestly, even in the trailer, you could tell by it yeah. because just because how it was hinted. I'm just like, oh, this is gonna be kind of like a sci-fi movie, and I was interested in the film. Like that's why a lot of people were interested, not only by the perform. Of course, the major thing was the performance, but again, it's it's gonna take a twist for the sci-fi mm-hmm. realm. Um, so, I mean, again, it, it really did hint. I mean, that, for that, for this point, I will agree with Miles and Carlos on that. Like, there were hints of him turning into something. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I understand and that. It, he it turned was, into something, but was, I didn't hints, see and, and they, the whole climbing Spider-Man type thing. Okay, but And like, if they would have cut the part where he's climbing on a ceiling out and the knife part, I would have been perfectly fine. Because the gunshot part... I can somewhat accept that because he is bleeding. At that but point. it's a supervillain origin but, movie. But, but, I know. But, then, but then again, he's still alive. I don't alive. see it as a supervillain origin. That's a whole nother issue. Oh my gosh. Um, that's what it is, I, though. That's. I will say that's what it is. It's and not that's... a good supervillain origin, then. What? To me, this <laughs> is like the blueprint for if you want... Because we always get these rumors, especially from DC, that they want to make like a Harley Quinn movie or like all these supervillain-focused movies. Six. Yeah, yeah, Sinister Six with Sony. And to me, this is the blueprint. If you want to make a supervillain origin origin story, this is how look, you do it. They're look, showing you this, this, it can be done. This is this is this is what I'll say. This is what I'll say. I think I think Split should have basically said, "Hey, like we're we're basic, like we're an unbreakable sequel." That's my opinion. But 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 since but even because I I still look I I. Toward it, I changed it to like a superhero villain. I took that perspective, Carlos, <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's it's a better movie, but I still don't agree with the ending. But since we're here, okay, um, I think it's interesting. And and, and you saw Unbreakable, Enrique. Uh, James McAvoy's characters, their whole thing is they want to they want to show the world what pain is. Mm-hmm. Okay, and and this is what I thought is really cool. Bruce Willis's character cannot feel exactly. Physical pain. So I think it's so cool. Um, again, like I don't agree with the last fifteen seconds, but since we're here, I'm gonna I have to accept it. Yeah. I think it's I really want there to be a third movie because it's such an interesting it's interesting opposite opposing size at this point. So you have to look at it like I mean, it, and it is it the sci-fi was explained throughout the whole movie. Like this maybe is, I just this need to is, rewatch it. But you I do need to rewatch it. it. But I mean, it he even goes into detail like he like a how like he has impenetrable skin and. But he's yes. crazy. <laughs> um, but like, it's just because someone's, you know, Enrique. Just because someone's crazy, you you can't disbelieve what they're saying. Okay, you know but what? we well, already pointed crazy. to things that specifically Sorry. said other characters specifically said that it's going to turn. Honestly, off. I thought about this. If they wanted this to be just a straight up hostage movie about a guy who had split personality disorder. You take out the whole subplot of him meeting with uh, his counselor, yeah. psychiatrist lady, because otherwise she has no point. Mm-hmm. Because it, that's why it's such a powerful reveal at the end when she finds out what he truly can do. She believes it. She's mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, yeah. I was right the whole time, but not right to the extent that I saw it this way. I didn't expect him to be this supervillain. I just thought that he had these crazy powers that he could use for good." 
So, but if you want to see it that way, you just have to accept that you'd have to take out that whole subplot. And it'd be of, like a 40-minute movie. <laughs> I guess, I mean, you could make an yeah. interesting movie out of it, but I don't know. Yeah, true. Um, man, this this is an interesting discussion, definitely. I, I do think, and this is where me and Enrique definitely um, debated a little bit um, over text, is that I said, you need to look at this movie now. With this, now that you know... Go back and watch this movie as a supervillain origin story. And tell me if it's different for you. If it's a different experience. Especially for you, Enrique, considering you didn't like the kind of sci-fi direction that it took. Um, and then you were like, but Unbreakable didn't need to do that or something like that. And I'm like, but it did. The only reason, and this is, this is where it's hard because I, I wish you guys could have seen Unbreakable in a vacuum and not known that it was a superhero origin when you watched it. Because then you watch it, and I, I wonder if you would have... Because, Enrique, you were saying that it it you knew the entire time it was a superhero origin, and even if I didn't From tell you... From a point in the beginning, I did know. I, I felt it, because the entire time there... It, the movie opens up talking about comic books. but And me growing up in this time where comic books are such a good enough. thing, I immediately connected to superhero. Fair and enough. the fact that he's like... There's a theory that he's, like, invincible. I'm like, oh, he's going to become a superhero. It's the first thing that popped in my mind. But to me, if it's just as obvious or lack or not obvious as Unbreakable in Split. It's you, it's telling you the entire time, we're going to take this turn. We're going to go in the sci-fi direction. But it doesn't overtly say it. It's the same thing. And that's... That, that's... I don't know. But I, I get what you're saying with in your context of today because you have seen been so exposed to superhero movies. And this came out in, what, 2000, 2002 or something 2000. like that? 2000. This is, like, before the this first was before This was before the superhero boom. We only had, I believe, one X-Men movie at that yeah. point. So people weren't expecting it. And, again, most people didn't came out of that not knowing it was a superhero movie. I so. think it only has, like, a 67% on yeah. Rotten Tomatoes, which is from the reviews back then. Yeah. But I think... One thing I'm taking away from this is that I don't think any of us would disagree that M. Night Shyamalan had what he had in mind when he was making it. Mm -hmm. It really all comes down to buying that reveal. Mm -hmm. And I can't really, like, we can't change yeah. people not buying it. And I think with Ozzy's thing is he didn't mind it being in the Unbreakable universe. He didn't mind it being a supervillain origin story. I think maybe it could have been for the casual audience revealed in a different way. Maybe. But I can't see a stronger way to reveal it exactly. than revealing the thing, the, thing, okay. the thing. The thing is, okay, the thing is, and this is where I have a difference with Carlos when he brought up Iron Man. Iron Man came out, I believe, like a year or right before, a year before. That's fair. Incredible. Couple okay. months. I've I've never from I've never heard of Unbreakable until 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 now. Is how old is that? The film like sixteen years old. That's a sixteen. That's a sixteen-year difference, and I've never heard of him break. Never have. Hmm. Um, which, by the way, if you guys hate on me for not for that, I'm sorry. No, that's fine. Um, so that's, that's a sixteen-year difference. Mm -hmm. So you know, for him to have pulled this twist again, you know, I'm relying on an audience of people who want to see Split today because that trailer, we can all agree that this trailer looked. That was one of the best trailers of, of 2016. That was an amazing trailer. Mm -hmm. uh, when we, I just, for me, if you're gonna do that, market it as a sequel or some way. Um, yes, it's it's a backtrack to, for us to go for us to go back and see Unbreakable. That's fine, but for an initial first viewing, it's a problem for me. Okay. Okay. Uh, that's 
you know, again, people in my theater were confused. We're just like, what the, like, what? Who the heck is Mr. Glass? But, okay, like, did, was it really, be honest with me. Was it really something that you honestly dwelled on and it bothered you? Or was it literally yes. just a, oh, okay, whatever. I don't know what that is. No, it bothered, and from the looks of the people in my audience uh, as well, it bothered us because we're just mm. like, so, like, so this is a sequel? Like, what? That's and what I'm was, nervous about, too, for most this, people and seeing it. And that's, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, you're marketing this movie as just like a kidnapping movie and, and like this, like a bad guy movie. Um, but that that's that's what you're only expecting to see. You're not expecting a sequel out of it, which is why there's a problem with this twist. Again, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's like, like again, and I said in this beginning, I've thought about doing a twist like this, but the problem is, is I'm depending on my audience to have seen a previous film of mine, and that's a problem. If I market it a specific way, you understand what I'm saying? Um, but the marketing shouldn't impact the movie's quality or how you view the movie's quality. Okay, there. Okay, for instance, we saw what, what movie did we see together that had? All right, for instance, Central Intelligence. Central Intelligence for me wasn't, and even for you, really. Um, you enjoyed Central Intelligence more, but the way that film was marketed was just like a straight up comedy. Yeah, you ended up enjoying that movie for the story. Mm-hmm. You know, I still was upset because of how the film was marketed, and we've actually had a really huge problem with the way films have been marketed this year. Well, that's true, uh, but I don't year. think you can hold so that against again, the movie. But again, you're going in. Listen, like I said, you're going in thinking you're going to get something, and then you leave getting something else, and that's sort of a problem. That's a problem for me personally. That's a problem, and that's what I had. That's what that's what a lot of people had tr- trouble with with Collateral Beauty. Mm-hmm. You know, we thought we we're gonna get this amazing, you know, heartfelt thing, and then the first twenty minutes is just totally ruined. You know what I'm saying? Um, and that's a different that's a different story, but it's it's very similar to what you're getting in a trailer. Um, so that's my problem. Okay, if you're gonna market a movie to be a sequel, mm-hmm. let us know. You know what I'm saying because I would have I would have enjoyed it. I feel like I would have enjoyed it more if I knew it was if I knew this was a sequel. I'm like, okay, okay, but you know? marketing and production kind of, are two separate departments. Through. So what is your issue? Is your issue with the movie itself, or is your issue with the marketing? There's there's both problems. Can I say yes? There is because you're like I'm going into this movie thinking that it's going to be its own solo movie, and but then it's the literally ending... two separate departments. <laughs> Can I say something? Oh, okay, go for it. <laughs> I, I didn't even like how, like, all our arguments out of this about the whole unbreakable connection, I didn't think that connection was crafted very well. It was just Bruce Willis, and he was sitting in the diner or whatever, and I'm fine with that, whatever, and he just sees the news report. But even then, like, people were like, isn't there someone who, like, did something like that, like, a while ago? And he's like, yeah, Mr. Glass. And I'm like, wait a second, that's completely two different things. Kevin abducted girls mr glass burnt down some buildings and caused some mayhem completely do different things and why would people connect that because mr glass is a character from unbreakable probably <laughs> the most iconic character yeah but that once again that's 16 years ago and also those are completely two different events that no one would in universe mm-hmm. in universe i agree with that i'll agree with that I'll agree with and that. like once again my train of thought when it I was first the saw name that, thing that... i saw I saw it, the whole connection happen. Everyone in the computer was, or in the theater was confused. And the first thing I saw Bruce Willis, I'm like, Sixth Sense? Is he trying to connect it to Sixth Sense? And then I know, I'm like, that doesn't work. So then I started typing it into Google. I, first thing, I typed in split. First autocomplete after that. 
was ending, just like ending question mark. That's a problem. <laughs> when yeah. before even like tickets or anything, your first autocomplete is like ending explain. That's an issue. Um, there, but there's a lot of movies that that would apply to. Yeah. Just... No, I mean, I can't. I think the one thing I can see eye to eye on is that I think there's going to be a lot of confused people from this movie. But with the whole marketing thing sort of going back to that, this movie is being very financially successful. Yes, it is It's nominated. making lots of money. So I think it's a good thing yeah. that they're getting more people to see it and hopefully go back <laughs> and watch Unbreakable a, because of the strength good. of the internet explaining that. it to people. That's a, I'm not, okay, again, the marketing was well done. But what I'm saying with the problem with the marketing is that it did not market it as an unbreakable sequel, which is a problem. Again, I'm going into this movie thinking its own, it's going to be its own separate thing. Then the problem with which we've been discussing for like 20 minutes, the problem with the ending for us both with Enrique and I is just the, is 16 years sequel happens out of nowhere. And I'm just like, what the what? And that's the problem. You know, I'm going into this movie thinking I'm just going to see like this sci-fi 23 guy, different personality, abduct these three women. And then like, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking I'm going to get a great powerhouse performance by James McAvoy. Thinking that this is going to be an awesome movie. Um, it's going to be its own movie to find out it's a sequel. 16 years later, I'm just like, what the hell? What? Um, so that's my problem with the ending, with the movie. That's my problem with the marketing of the movie. It should have, for me, it should have marketed the movie as a sequel. That's what I'm saying. It should have marketed. Okay. So your your issue was with the marketing, not the movie itself. I just told you it was with the marketing and the ending. Okay. So was it a sequel though? Because if it said, like, think, because I wouldn't call it a sequel. A sequel would have yeah, to have the enough. same protagonist and okay. be a continuation of the story. I would rather say that it took place in the same universe. Mm -hmm. But if they said in the trailer, in the same universe of Unbreakable, yeah. with your argument saying that no one has seen Unbreakable, then nobody why would they it. care about Split exactly. then? Because they're like, Unbreakable? What? I, no one has seen it. Yeah, that's a fair That's a fair point. If nobody's seen Unbreakable then, and they say then, it's connected to Unbreakable, okay, nobody why, would go see it. Okay, so, okay, Miles, so what you, but what you said earlier was, is that the ending, the original, like, the M. Night Shyamalan had like a last like a 15 like a like a like a what a preview screening of the movie and he didn't use that that ending that we saw in the theater no. the why not the why not you just yeah you said that you said that there yeah. was the, end, the original ending was yeah the movie. sorry yeah I oh, would okay, say no so, in the sense that he didn't show it sorry yeah okay so then why why not just keep why not just keep it that, that way then he was trying to hide the ending so it didn't leak out that was why yeah and I think he should have I think that should have been that. I or think maybe that it could have been a post-credit scene to wait till the very end. I don't know. I don't know. Well, all right. We've talked in circles for a little bit now, so let's <laughs> move true. on um, to our TV recap. So now there are no more uh, uh, split spoilers. You are free to come back um, if you are checking in because of the time code in the description. But anyway, all right. So let's talk some TV. Ozzy, you oh we're gonna have a little bit of a quick debate here we only have like about 10 minutes to go through all this so let's try to keep it a little speedy but um we're gonna have a little bit of a debate here because we already kind of debated it over the phone um supergirl you did not like this episode i thought this was a really dumb episode 
Okay. A really <laughs> dumb episode. Jeez. And I understand I understand what it was trying to do, but it, to me, it could have it could have been executed so much better. And if you're going to execute it that way, make the door smaller. Because that was so freaking stupid. You're taking and it way too that literally. Was so stupid. Okay, but the... Are you telling me that if you saw this in the movie, you would say, you would feel the same way? Because I still would, I would still feel like, wow, this is so stupid. Like this, literally, I understand what you were trying to do here, but for me, you could have executed this in a different way, so much differently. But I don't know how, but you could have, you could have done something. You're completely, That's, you're completely missing my point here, though. Okay, my point isn't that like she was not blocking the door or whatever, whatever. Okay. Her, the point is, that's not what the villains were trying to do. The villains were not trying to get past her or to get the people. They were trying to break her down so that they wouldn't have to deal with the people fighting. So it had nothing to do with getting past yeah, her, which is why the size of the door means nothing. That's still stupid to me. Oh my gosh. Because they just said, they said, they said, okay, she, the lady comes and she's like... Okay, you guys have all been sold and bought, so we're gonna take you guys away now. And I'm just like, okay, cool. And then Supergirl just stands in there. She's like, no, no, I'm not letting you take them. And then all execution. And then she falls on the ground. And then I'm thinking, okay, like my for me, because it's not working customer service. I'm just like, yo, like my my people want their product now, so I just take them and I just bring them. I just bring them, honestly. And then they just they just sit there and wait for her to get back up. And I'm just like. You could literally be taking people away. This could be like a gritty moment, you know what That's I'm saying? That's not and the just, point. Could, okay, but I anyway. get it's not the point, Carlos, but it was really stupid for me. I, <laughs> that just, for me, it was just really dumb. It All could right. have been something better. Fair honestly. enough. Was, so to sum it up, I liked this episode. You did not. Moving on. Nope. <laughs> All right. Let's... I did like. I did like. I did like the Monel stuff. Uh, I did like the Monel stuff with her having him. Him and having her having that dialogue, and I did like the ending scene with those two. Okay, Alex. What the hell were you doing? Yeah, that was dumb. That, that was really stupid. Oh my gosh, my sister got kidnapped. No, I, I can't be with you. I can't be with you. Like, what? Yeah, it, <laughs> gosh. All the drama in this episode. I didn't like the wind stuff either. Um, That didn't work for me. The all the oh, alien yeah. stuff, every stuff on the other planet, loved. I was good. I watched it. I watched it again, Carlos, and I agree with you. The wind stuff was... Uh, come on, bro. <laughs> come on, bro. Felicity's been shot at, and she... Come on, stop. All right. <laughs> Let's move on to Flash. What did you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was decent. Okay. I was in love with it. I do like that they're going to add Tom Felton's character in the Flash in the Flash team. So I think it's going to be cool. I think it's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Um, the only thing I will say, I really did like the ending, though, where, they're, where the future is like really hurting them. Because it's it's not just about, spoiler alert, um iris's death in the future but they realize that like all their fears are like coming true in the future yeah so i I really like that prospect of the episode um yeah i i agree to an extent i i think for me this episode is split into two distinct halves i really did not like the first half at all um all it was really melodramatic they it's almost like um our friend jesse who's um part of the screenfellows team he, he said it's almost like they were trying to get all of the melodramatic, um, overdramatic stuff out of the way in just the first episode of the midseason premiere, and so that way they can move on. And I think, I agree, the first half of the episode was just so melodramatic. Everybody's dealing with all this drama, and I'm just like, what the frick is going on? This is so stupid. And then we get to the second half, and we actually get into a good story, and I'm like, okay, this is cool. 
Um, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Okay, and now I'm going to tell you, I'm going to make my <laughs> prediction that I made um, while watching the episode on the podcast. Okay. Um, I think that Iris, um, them seeing Iris dying is a hologram. I'm saying, I think that Iris is a hologram. And oh. because they introduced this idea of holograms and they're saying, oh, it's not working properly and Cisco's now going to help um, HR deal with it and all this different stuff. I think Iris is going to be a hologram. And doesn't that feel like the most CW way to conclude this storyline? <laughs> I mean, I get, that's a really interesting thing, man. I'd, I'd be interested. I mean, that's, yeah, I mean, definitely. I'm just going to address this one thing. Okay. <sighs> Wally West. Oh, I, I don't gosh. like Wally um, I hate, I'm starting to really hate his character. Because I, I all the time. Hate him. I, I heard Enrique no, say that too. I didn't, I don't know. No, all right, here's the thing. I don't necessarily hate his character. They need to find a new superhero name because this man, this is a grown man playing. Keep saying he's like, ha, ha kid flash, ha, kid flash, guys, ha, like sh- you're a grown man yeah. calling yourself a child superhero. Can you stop. I agree. So, and it's so annoying. And he's just smiling. He's like, yeah, kid flash did it again. I'm like, are you a child? Grow the hell up! Is like he in college? he's in college. Is he or is it high school? I think it might be high no, school. College. He's college because he's remember he was majoring in engineering. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he needs like what the like find a different freaking name. Like for me, it makes no sense. I never understood why. I don't understand why Oliver's sister's name is called Speedy. I just, I don't get it. I didn't. But I mean, it, but it doesn't bother me. But I feel like it doesn't kill me though. I'm just all right. It's it's whatever. It's not it's not killing me. I would have used Speedy for this idiot's name, superhero, and then used something else for her because it's just, I can't take it anymore. I, like it's, it's lowering my standards for the Flash. Every time I ever see him, kid Flash, I'm like shut. Yeah. Up. All right. I, I mean, I see your point. It didn't necessarily bother me as much as it seems to bother you, but fair it's, enough. It's, Honestly, it's starting to kill. It's starting to slowly kill me with this show because it's you're ridiculous. It's way like, too small of an issue to be bothering you that much. It's not like he's a soup. This man's a grown oh man trying gosh. to. It's ridiculous. All right, well, let's move on to um, I guess air or no, you want to go legend since that's now on the same night as Flash. Yeah, let's do it. Let's All do right, it. what did you think of Legends? I real. I'm glad that Rip Hunter's back, and I'm gonna say that guy. That guy can act. Oh yeah, yeah for real. Like, I really liked that. He was just like, I truly feel like I'm back. And then he like shoots he's like, oh crap, uh, crap, uh, <laughs> just fire everything. I really liked it. I really, <laughs> I really liked it. I was like, this guy can act, man. He's really good. Um, I really did like that stuff. I didn't like. I really didn't like the whole heat wave thing when it was going on with um. That felt like Sorry. such a side story. I was like, what the? F- why are we it, focusing on this? It felt, it felt for me so pushed yeah felt so forced for me um and i really i I thought it was sort of comedic when george lucas was there and he's like i don't want to do movies anymore and then it's like i can't be the adam anymore because i you know these these that was great yeah i really liked i thought that was really comedic i'm just like wow it just shows you how much Star Wars really impacts you. Exactly. I really did like that because I was like, <laughs> man, it's like really leaning in on this, how Star Wars has like affected multiple people's lives. That's crazy. Um, I really did like that. Um, yeah, I, I did really like this episode. And this is one of those, again, this is showing me why the show is so awesome because it's just like, it's just so fun. I don't know. To me, this show has become the new season one Flash where it's just like, 
it's just fun. It really is. And you can watch all these different adventures that they go on, and there is an overarching plot, and now we have the Legion of Doom in here, and they're going after the Spear of Destiny, and all these different things, and now it's it's fragmented. I like that, I, that concept there. Um, and I am interested, because Rip is, you know, Rip is not a character that I'm a huge fan of, but I really am interested in him now, because they kind of gave him a, a very unique way to to go and I was like wow that that's actually kind of cool so I, I'm looking forward to the rest of the season okay all, all right. right um arrow let's get into arrow awesome um for me this is like one of my favorites of the week I really really like this episode of arrow except for the ending again uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just did not like the way it ends he was just like we need to find another black canary I'm just like what are you gonna go to the shop <laughs> like you're gonna just you know just go to the store and find another one and then it's just ironic how there's like another person that screams and was like how many of you are like are there I'm like what the hell yeah, <laughs> yeah that, I, just don't, I just don't like the way it ends i i did like the dialogue between him and felicity although that was really good um the action sequences between him and prometheus i'm i really i'm really liking prometheus he's yeah me too. honestly suiting up to be like one of the best arrow villains if not the best one that we've had in the show so far um and I really liked Black Siren on this in this mm-hmm. episode. I really did. Um, I really liked her talking with Oliver in that in that scene where she's yeah. uh, locked up. Yeah. Um, I really think that would have to me. And you can disagree with me if you if you you can disagree with me. I really think it would have been interesting to have her play like kind of what they did with the new like with DC Rebirth, mm-hmm. where they had Superman uh, with pre New Fifty Two Superman play the current Superman mm-hmm. and kill the New Fifty Two Superman. I think it would have been interesting to have Black Siren sort of take on the the, the Black Canary mantle, because that would have been, I think that would have that would have made the story more interesting and more compelling because you're dealing you're now working with someone uh, from a parallel universe who's dead. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I think that would have made a really interesting story. I agree. And, and uh, it just would have it would have been interesting because you're dealing with Captain Lance, Sarah Lance, you know, saying, "Hey, that's like my sister, but it's not my sister." Um, so it's really it's really dealing with that. And I think they I think they should have gone that route. I personally, for me, because I thought I thought it was really interesting that dialogue that they had with one another. So um, yeah, I I agree. I I really did like um, kind of Black Siren coming back, and I was really hoping that they would stick with that. Because I, I agree, it would have been such a cool direction to take that. Um, but they didn't, and they're going in this other weird direction, which I, I can kind of explain it like with the with her having the powers, because with the parallel Earth thing, uh, since Black Siren has those powers, someone on our Earth must have those on their Earth must have those powers. But it's still a bit of a stretch. Um, I did overall like the story of this episode, and I do want to bring up one character, um, the DA. This guy's awesome. Like, where has this guy been? Like, I feel like he just kind of showed up, and now he's really cool. Um, I really like him. Like, yeah. especially like him and Oliver are talking uh, about um, about like politics and everything throughout the whole season. He's actually been a pretty pretty cool character to mm-hmm. watch. I love it when he's just like punch me. He's like, I think it was like what? Yeah. Punch me. <laughs> so I really liked it. <laughs> um. So yeah, that that was really cool as well. Um, and um, Talia Al Ghul, that was awesome. Yes, um, I'm very excited about that. One step closer to someone from the Bat Family. Um, so I'm really looking forward to see what they. I want to see what they're going to do with Talia. I, I, I've been waiting for her character to be introduced in the show forever. I mean, well, she kind of was. There was a kid version of her at one point, I believe. But whatever. 
All right. Um, Enrique, let's get your quick thoughts on these shows. We kind of skipped over you. Sorry about that. We're trying to rush through this. I enjoyed Flash. I think it was pretty solid this week. Um, I wish we would have seen more from the villain of the week. I feel uh-huh. like he could have had a cool backstory or more added to him. He had a cool concept, though, with all his like technology. Um, I think... I know they're definitely not going to do this, but I think Iris should die with no, Savitar. It's not going to like, happen. Somehow something goes wrong and she still dies. Because I want Barry to be like broken and like be really dark Barry for I a while. I want this guy just to have a good day for once. <laughs> no, well, you're on you're on Jason Inman's side. When he was on the podcast, he did predict that Iris was going to die. So I kind of hope she dies. That'd be interesting. Jeez. To watch. <laughs> Ricky Savage, uh, you don't want to cut Barry some slack. Nah, this guy's lost his parents. You know, this give him this. Let him have the girl that he loves. Oh, man. real quick side note with Legends, um, they admitted that Vandal Savage was a bad villain. because they had like in riff's movie he's like my villain has no motivation he's horrible (laughs) like yes accurate um so that was great but anyway um all right let's move on uh you ozzy have you seen any other shows this week no i was i was supposed to see supernatural but i totally got sidetracked yeah i haven't seen it yet either so yeah um um, unless you want to talk a quick blacklist since you haven't done that in in a while all right We'll talk about it when it comes back, um, because we're kind of running low on time here. So let's just, I'll run through some of these other shows. Uh, this is us. Uh, so far, I think it's been a little, there was, there was a lot of moments where I was like, this is melodramatic. And then at the end, it hits me and I'm like, okay, it works. Um, but this last season was actually a really good, or this last episode was actually a really good episode. And I'm really liking the show continue or continue to really like the show. Um, it's one of the best shows on TV right now. And it's definitely, probably the best new show on tv so yep uh, that's what i got to say on this is us uh new girl is killing it it's this is what's best season in a while and um brooklyn 99 we had a couple episodes before um we started doing tv recaps again and brooklyn 99 this is its best season in a while man i this season is killing it i don't know enrique are you watching brooklyn 99 yeah. Oh my gosh, this season's it, amazing. It's it's really good. Yeah. So it, I'm it's on a little bit of a break now until like April for some reason. I'm like, what the frick? But I I definitely am liking the season so far. So hopefully we get more quality like that. Um, how to get with how to get away with murder? That's the hardest title to say. Um, still really good. Um, this season definitely <laughs> took a ballsy turn, and I'm really hoping it pays off. And it, it seems like it is so far. It's I'm, I'm almost like, is this like an Orange is New Black crossover? Um, yes, because Annalise is in prison right now. Um, but anyway, um, is there any other TV? Man, I don't know. There's a lot going on right now. Uh, I'm trying to catch up on documentaries right now, so <laughs> that's that. Um, oh, how's your? Uh, how you doing on The Walking Dead? Or have you stopped watching it? I'm kind of on pause with that right now, um, just because I was watching... Just because, oh, there, I was watching this... Um, one of the documentaries for the Oscars that I'm trying to watch is like this OJ thing, this OJ documentary that was on ESPN, and it was like a seven episode thing or a five episode thing. It was like seven hours, so I'm on pause with everything else, trying to watch all five parts of that OJ documentary. So okay, um, but anyway, you want to do recommendations, and then we can get out of here. Yeah, definitely. Um, Carl's already recommended it, but I'm going to recommend it. Unbreakable. For those of you who have the guts to just come on here and just listen to our spoiler review and not even watch the split movie, (laughs) um, definitely check out Unbreakable. It's a really good movie. Again, look at it as a superhero movie. 
and then go into Split looking at looking at it from a super villain movie. It's a it's a, it's a good movie. Um, great performances, great writing. Um, so definitely check it out. Definitely. Um, I don't really have necessarily a recommendation. I have. Um, I I just want to admire this these last two episodes of the show, Game of Thrones. Jesse is finally caught up on Game of Thrones. Um, he had been a few seasons behind, and he finally caught up. And we just rewatched um, season six, episode nine and ten, and they are some of the greatest, if not the greatest, achievement in the history of television. They're amazing. Um, Battle of the Bastards is amazing, and that final episode, I, I'm starting to come into Miles Camp, who is back on the mic now. Um, it's probably the best episode of the entire show. It, it's amazing. So good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Miles, do you have a recommendation? Yeah, I do, and it's not a soundtrack, because that would be a disaster to recommend a soundtrack. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to recommend the movie Other People. I don't know if any of okay. you guys have seen it. It's with Molly Shannon and Jesse Plemons, who is in Breaking Bad, Battleship, Friday Night Lights. Uh, but anyways, it's a movie about a comedy writer who moves back to Sacramento with his mom, who's battling cancer. Mm-hmm. Actually, she's not battling it. She's going to die from it, and he's just living the last of her days, his days with her there. But anyways, it's one of those movies that's about real people going through real problems, and it was literally so heartbreaking for me that I ended up texting my mom right after the movie because it was like so moving. And I was just like, Mom, are you okay? No, but I like let her know I loved her and all that stuff. But anyways, highly recommend. It's on Netflix. See it. Awesome. Enrique, do you got a recommendation? There Will Be Blood. I just watched it recently. It's leaving Netflix soon to try to catch it as soon as you can. But it's a great movie. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Um, is there anything else? Oh, wait, I forgot about one show. Uh, The Path is back on Hulu. Watch it, watch it, watch it, watch it. It's amazing. And I actually, they put season one on YouTube, so if you don't have Hulu, you can watch it there. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so you can watch it there, and then they're hoping that you will love it so much that you get Hulu to watch the rest of the show, to watch season two. And it is very good. Uh, Michelle Monaghan is amazing. Anyway. All right, Ozzy, you want to sign us out? Yes. Guys, where can people find you in social media? Starting off with Carlos. All right, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cherry456. You can also follow Screen Follows all over the place. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, just everywhere, all at Screen Fellows. You can find us all there. Um, get the podcast wherever. And then Miles, I'm sure, will tell you a little bit more about the YouTube channel since he's head of video production. All right, Miles, where can people find you and your love for Mad Max? Where can people find you? <laughs> you can find me at Miles underscore Haruki on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat if you want to be that much of a follower. But anyways, you could also find me and Bob on YouTube recapping The Bachelor every week at the Screenfellas YouTube channel. We put a lot of work into it, JK. We don't, but it's great, and you should see it. We have so much fun doing it, and it's a great thing that we do. Please watch it. Please. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Enrique, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at CBOGA635, and I have a top 10 show on the YouTube channel. And also, to continue what Miles said, I don't even watch The Bachelor, but I watch the recap because it's that good. (laughs) It's fantastic. That's cute. All right, let's not not, uh, (laughs) get emotional here, guys. <clears throat> um, you can find me on on Twitter at Castro Ozzy, and you can also find me on Instagram at Ozzy Cray. If you guys want my Snapchat, it's Ozzy three twenty. 
not four twenty guys. Relax. <laughs> um, and also, if you guys have any questions, any topics that you guys want us to talk about, please feel free to email me at ozzy.castro at screenfellas Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Google Play. Please.